Hi, and welcome to Concepts for Living. We consider it a privilege to come to you one more time with more Concepts for Living in these times, Concepts from God's Word. Well, in this particular telecast, I shall be speaking from the theme, Do You Know Who I Am? Stay tuned. You're going to be blessed. This passage from the prophecy of Zechariah. Next to the last prophecy before the book is sealed for 400 years and the heavens are sealed. Zechariah. This prophet whose very name means remembered of God. This man who, like Ezekiel and Jeremiah, was both prophet and priest. Every prophet was not a priest, and every priest was not a prophet. But these were prophets and priests. They held a dual office. And not only that, but we will discover that Zechariah had only a two-year ministry. That was a part of what is known as the restoration. It was basically born out of the exiles returning from captivity, rebuilding their nation, rebuilding their temple, rebuilding their walls, rebuilding their cities. In the midst of it, God speaks suddenly through Zechariah. It's rather interesting reading. In fact, you know, you could read it in one swoop, really, because it's just such exciting reading. But, but, but if you really want to read to get the whole picture, you need to read Haggai Amen. as well as Zechariah yes. and then Malachi. Right. Read them together. Make it, make it your Bible study this week. And you're going to find it's enriching and it's relevant. By the way, give the Holy Ghost a praise that the music department who did not meet with me to get consent to choose this song or that song happened to be in my message. Amen. Look at someone and say, you'll see it. His ministry was only two years. But his ministry for his era was missionary. But he also had the element in his prophecy of the Messianic. And not only the Messianic, the Millennial. Which is simply to say that his ministry was to those at his time. But there was also a sense when it became messianic, and that simply means 
the connection with the promised one, the Messiah, if you please, his servant, the branch. The era of Jesus. But it stretches all the way over through the church age to the last age, which is known as the millennial age. So he's speaking to us today, relevantly, timely, that you and I may understand some things about what's happening on our behalf with God, even in this season. Could someone say to that person, God has great ambition for you. You don't have to seek it for yourself. So he speaks today informing us of who we are. In this age, more than any age, it seems as though we have a problem with identity. I mean, we, we don't know who we are. That's why we're always trying to copy somebody else and trying to mimic somebody else. And trying to function in somebody else's place. Because we don't know who we are. And so he writes to inform us of who we are and how we became who we are. I love him. I love the Lord. I listen to these songs. Let's remember them. I, I, I listened to them today and I just sat back and I said, thank you, Holy Ghost. Because someone and said, to God, you are somebody. Look at somebody and say that. To God, you are somebody. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. And that's what the devil doesn't seem to get. He doesn't understand that we're not just people. We are the people of God. Are you with that? Okay, so I want you to notice that in this same chapter, look at verse 8 of chapter 2. Whoever touches you will be touching the apple of my eye. That means you are the apple of his eye. Okay? Now, and if you go on reading, you're going to see over in this third chapter, he is going to say that you are not only the apple of his eye, but people wonder at you. Look at verse 8, chapter 3. Hear now, O Joshua, the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee. For they are men wondered at. Boy, look at that phrase. Wondered at. In other words, they are so awesome that people were wondering. Look at these folk. Who are they? The apple of his eye. And if you will see that people will wonder at you, try to figure you out, 
or say like one wrote about me years ago in this newspaper of ours in this country. He said, you are an enigma. Which means we can't figure you out. Peter puts it this way. Peter says, you, we are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. That we should show forth the praises of him who have called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Somebody ought to praise God just because. Well, this message, as you'll see, is about us. So I will be talking about the curious, the mysterious, and the obvious. Stay tuned. You're going to be blessed and inspired through this word. So we move from the curious to the mysterious. The, 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 the curious is basically to say, I want to know. The mysterious is, what is this? I don't understand it. It's difficult to understand what, what, what's going on here. Behind the veil of time and, and the terrestrial shores, watch this now, there is a scene going on on the celestial shore that will affect the terrestrial. Zechariah envisions the prophet, or rather the priest, by the name of Joshua. Standing before the angel of the Lord. And let's read it. Look in verse chapter 3, verse 1. And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, Amen. standing before the angel of the Lord. And Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee, watch this, with change of raiment. And I said, let them set a fair mitre upon his head. So they set a fair mitre upon his head and clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord stood by. Amen. God help me here. The scene shifts from earth to heaven. Here 
in the presence of God is not only ministering angels, but here is Satan. In the book of Job, when all the sons of God came together, Satan showed up. Tell somebody he will show up. Oh, yeah. And when you get together, he'll show up. Uh, he's here this morning. That's why we rebuked him in the beginning. That's why we found him in the beginning. Because he's here right now. He's here right now. And somebody ought to let me hear you at least say, and I know who I am. Do you know who I am? Now, y'all got to make, let me do this thing like I've felt it in my spirit. You got to let me do it like I've seen it in my spirit. The devil appeared with the angels in the presence of the Lord God. Are you with me? And he was there to resist. He's here this morning to resist so that every truth that would get in your spirit, he wants to block it. But somebody ought to say, but God rebuked you. And you're rebuked right now. I said behind the scene of what's going on down here. Stop being fixated on what's going on down here. Stop focusing on the scene. And start seeing the unseen. Because that's where the real action is. And so when you check it all out, all that has preceded is basically typology of what the Lord is going to do, not only in our age, but until Jesus returns. And that is, he is going to deal with the filth and uncleanness and unholiness and unrighteousness and all of that, he's going to fix it. That's what this scene depicts for me. Because Joshua, the priest, like most priests, carry the weight of sin of their flock. And you don't know that a great deal of time is spent every day praying that God would protect protect you. And that he would cover you. And that he would rebuke the enemy from attacking you. And that you would be under the covering. Are you listening to me? And sometimes when I'm praying like that, I see things. And when I see those things, now I say those things. And I'll go and speak to people about those things. So certain people, I've called them and I'll say, that's going to happen. So I'm not shocked when I hear it happen. I'm going to get a witness here in a minute. I say, I'm going to get a witness here in a minute. Let me pick on somebody. I don't care whether you get mad. You'll get over it. Glenda, stand up. You came to my office and you told me your story. And you told me all that was going on in your body. But you also told me that you have the faith to believe that God is able. And you did not want to go to take the test. You remember? But I told you, go take the test so that the testers can also see. 
and you went and you took, and here you've got a report right now that they did not find what they thought was there, and now you're up. Thank you so much for tuning our way. It's been a privilege, and it has been a blessing to bring to you this word so that you, as all of us must do, and that is know who we are, who we are in God, who we are in Christ, who we are under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We have the privilege to exercise the binding and loosing privilege. We have the privilege to walk in holiness and righteousness. Oh, who are we? We are the sons and daughters of God. So until next time, we shall come to you with more concepts for living. May God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.